ah, just Jamie, ooh, ah, and Thomas too, ooh, ah, just Jamie, she's the one you gotta listen to. Fucking genius. You're welcome. Good morning, everybody. This is James, your host for your podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I've got my gorgeous um, colleague with me, Thomas, next to me. He's doing really well. He's just driving at the moment. I'm really happy. Um, and I have a very special guest for you guys that I mentioned on my podcast last week. I'd be having my friend. And with my intro music that I've introduced to my podcast, I have the creator of my of my music on the podcast, oh, Caroline. <laughs> Yay! Oh, thank you for having me. I'm it's so excited to have you here, my friend. Oh. Um, Yay, me too. Honestly, I'm so, so thrilled. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, for me, this has been the um, the podcast I've been waiting for um, to give you guys a bit of a back. Oh. Me and Caroline about, jeez, four years ago, <laughs> sat down and said, we get, I'm trying to think how old Harry is, to be honest, your son. Um, I have no idea. Oh no, he's three, end of April. <laughs> but plus pregnancy, so four. Okay, so we sat yeah, down. Four. Um, we sat down in London one evening and said, we're going to start a podcast. We came up with a name. We started a Twitter handle. We were rearing to go. We were going to start this podcast. And that evening, um, we had had far too much between the two of us. And, um, and I think just after that, you discovered you were actually pregnant. And yeah, so I had no idea. And I was drinking <laughs> like a fish with you and doing all sorts of naughty things. And then, yeah, three days later, I was like, I feel a bit sick. Surely I'm not still hungover. And of course, hooray! <laughs> Harry, <laughs> so I responsible do, mother. I do still believe that that is the reason why I am Harry's father. Is that that it's true? Impregnation happened that it's night. True. Our drinking it's session. I don't remember a thing. <laughs> So we, Caroline and I, were always going to start a podcast together. And of course, motherhood took over and um, mm-hmm. just never been sort of a viable opportunity. So I took the step and decided I still want to do this and create it just James. Um, but Caroline was initially going to be the other half of this, um, of this podcast. Yes. So it's great to have you on. Actually. I'm so stoked. I'm so happy. <laughs> so, so how's isolation going for you? Are you finding things to keep you busy in, in isolation at the moment? Uh, yeah, well, having a toddler means that you cannot sit down. You're always busy. You're always trying to entertain them. I mean, there has been points where I've gone to the utility room and sat on the floor and cried and then put my head in the oven, but, (laughs) but it's, it's okay. I'm just, I'm taking every day as it comes. I'm quite a spiritual person. So I sort of know when I need to sort of just check out and do a bit of yoga, like uh, Michelle and Sean, or just just chill for a bit. And having James, he's a very good teammate. James is a so very nice husband. For those well, second after you. After yeah, you. obviously. I mean, I'm the first husband. <laughs> and I take responsibility for Harry when he's well behaved. When he's not, he's James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a brilliant teammate. So he'll sort of take Harry off my hands for a bit and just say, go on, go and do something fun. Yeah, or just sit there and stare at a wall <laughs> until I feel normal. <laughs> Um, just a little bit of background for everyone listening five years ago six years ago I can't even remember now Um, and the very first thing you said to me when I met you is you're like hi my name is Caroline I like shark serial killers and the colour purple and that was your (laughs) (laughs) well plot twist plot twist as I'm now 31 and an official adult sort of I like the colour yellow 
That's a what? fun fact. Fun fact. Yes, I love sharks, Maturing. serial killers, and the color yellow. <laughs> Maturing into your 30s with a brand new color. That's very... Honestly. <laughs> honestly. No one can call me a basic bitch. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing you ever said to me, and I was just like, we're a <laughs> I remember... I was just like in awe of your accent because I was like, oh, she sounds so exotic. Oh my gosh. And I just thought it was so cool and you're so gorgeous. And then and you striking. got to know me and you're like, there ain't nothing. And I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> like nerd. <laughs> but no, I, I think I panicked and decided to give you some fun facts about me. But I'm glad I did. Hashtag no regrets. <laughs> We've been friends ever since. So. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Um, no. So funny. I um, I was I was saying to uh, Caroline, sort of, I've been venting a little bit on my Instagram and to my friends, and I'm I do try and sort of stay positive. I like the fact that my podcast is based on, you know, a positive company review. Always funny yeah. social media. So I don't like to sort of be negative, but there are things in your life that you go, you know what? This is so unnecessary. And I've been going on a little bit about. There's a lovely girl in my building who's been sitting outside every day reading a little book. She sits in the corner of the of the garden and she's not disturbing anybody. And, it, and one of the other neighbors came out and screamed at her the other day and said she'd passed her outdoor activity. And I just thought it was so unnecessary. So I've been Such a Karen, horrible. Yeah, I've been spreading this like be kind. Because mm. if we're all going through all of this together, we should be kind. And I've been going through a bit of a thing in my building, and it's just it's excuse me, it's completely fucking pissed me off to the point that I feel like I need to vent on my podcast about this. I think you should. Absolutely. In my building, we are, <clears throat> we're quite fortunate there's a groundskeeper that takes your trash from outside your building, every, outside of your flat every day. So you don't have to go down to the areas. They do it for you. Mm. So the trash has to be out I think between eight and 10 in the morning and they'll come and collect it. And I must admit, I'm putting my hands up to, to inadvertently, I'm really naughty at putting my trash out the day before because I just can't be asked to actually make sure I'm up on time or I'm outside on time to get the trash out. And I always seem to miss her. So hands up, I am very naughty at doing that. I know I'm in the wrong with this and I did get caught. <clears throat> so the groundskeeper knocked on my door probably about a week ago and said, look, James, please don't put it out the day before. It's a fire hazard. It's in the way. It's not in the way. My flat's in the very far corner. Nobody comes past my flat, but I think she's just a little cow. So anyway, yeah. fair enough. I've been caught. So I've agreed to stick to the rules because I am a bit of a rule sticker. Is that the yes. right? Yes. <laughs> rule sticker. Rule, rule breaker. breaker. I don't know how do you say it. <laughs> rule breaker. Stick no. Stick no, I did, you know, I did, admit I got caught. Fair enough. I've, I've, I've you know, I've kept up uh, two and a half years of being able to put my trash at the day early. It's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm. So now what I do is I wait till after five when she's off duty and then I put my trash out. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Friday, good Friday for religious day. Good Friday. Yes. Holiday. Amen. Um, with being in isolation, I've, I've completely lost track of days to be fair. I don't even know what day it is today. I mean, I'm surprised I remembered we were recording this. Babe, I forgot my son's name three minutes ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> Jesus. I was like, what's his name? The little one? The one that sort of hounds me? Ah, oh, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so I put my trash out and then on my Instagram and then I, in the day I, I needed some groceries. I hadn't been out in a good couple of days when I got my essential groceries, came back, I'm coming back. I was putting one screen wipe of wipe of fluid in my car, which had run out. Mm. And while I was sitting there, the groundskeeper was sitting outside the door. They're having a cigarette with their child. Um, and my child, I mean, like it's, she's in her twenties. It's not like she's standing. Oh, laughing in oh. Face. <laughs> you're no blow back, blow back. Um, so we exchanged pleasantries everything was great she was super friendly smiley with me i came back upstairs to my flat and i noticed that she'd moved the trash right in front of my door so that was odd so i moved it back to where i put it um sort of went inside and then i put it on my instagram being like this is so strange i want to take my trash today so I put a little story on my Instagram being like, this is so weird. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I've left it out there. Because then I thought maybe it was, a, was an error. Like somebody had, somebody had walked past and moved and knocked it over. You know. Yeah. I'd explained pleasantries with her. Realized, you know, if there was an issue, she would have said something. Left the trash out. And then at about five o'clock, I just dipped my little head out the door and, and saw it was gone. So I thought, okay, cool. It's gone. And I still jokingly on my Instagram went, I won. Yeah, <laughs> one nail to dance. So the next day on the Saturday, I get the snottiest email from the body corporate, the, the grounds, you know, the, the guys at the mm. building about trash days and that I'd put it on a bank holiday. And I sort of went ding, ding, ding. Oh my God, it was a bank holiday. I didn't even think about it. So I wrote so a nice, kind email explaining the, the contents of the day, that, you know, what had happened. I'd seen the groundskeeper, she hadn't said a word to me. If I if she'd just gone, James, it's the wrong day, and knocked on my door and been like, oh, James, you made a mistake again. Yeah. <laughs> Taking it to the cleaning area myself, to the, to the bin area myself. It was, it was simply an error. So I realized yeah. in an email, very nice email. And with that um, <clears throat> stated, I wouldn't, I, this, this wouldn't happen again. And I kind of in that email had already made the decision that I'm just going to take my own trash going forward. I'm just not going to deal with them anymore. Yeah. The next thing I got the rudest email, basically threatening me that if this ever happened again, they would be contacting my landlord <clears throat> and going forward, they will no longer be dealing with me. So I said, I was like, so unnecessary. It was so oh. unnecessary. So I sent another, uh, oh, and then he said to me, this is my second warning. You've given me a warning in December. And I was like, I don't remember a warning in December. Was this the landlord? Was this the landlord or the No, he the just, he's like, he's like a wannabe fucking gatekeeper. I mean, he's, his job mm. doesn't have significance in the building. All he does is do the minutes for every court of the building has a, has a meeting where you can dispute stuff and, and bring up stuff. Yeah. He does is he, do, he does the minutes for that. He's got no relevance in the building. He's not the building. Living the dream, living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his, um, this, is, this is the only response oh. he's ever received. And I bet you it's in his Christmas card to his family. Like he's that, he's that. <laughs> so um, I, I then sent another email and I just said uh, within my email, I said, there's no need for hostile. Uh, there's no need for a hostile and threatening email to approach my letting agents. This is simply a misunderstanding, and I have um, I have apologised accordingly in a kind and pleasant email. As such, have agreed in writing that the reading will be met going forward. Then I went through my trash email. Uh, then I went through my my spam and all of that, and I did within my trash junk folder found an email that had come from him in December about this, the same thing on a bank holiday. And I'd never actually seen this email, but in December, mm. I had personally gone to the groundskeeper on the eleventh of December told her I was having my breast surgery, which everybody who's listened to my first podcast will be aware of, is that I had um, yeah. 
reconstructive breast surgery. And for two weeks after that, I couldn't even open my front door. So anybody that came no, no, after yeah. me was taking my trash out for me. She was very aware of this. And I got in trouble for it because they were, my trash wasn't getting out at the same time. So I thought, you know, I could, I could barely sleep the one night. And I wrote this long email back with dates, times, because I remember even speaking to her at the time I'd spoken to Good. her. Good. And she wrote this email back. I was like, actually, on December, fuck you. Here's the, the details of it. <laughs> I've left it since that. It's all done now. They haven't responded to that. I kind of in my email said, I want December warning removed yeah. records. And then I thought, you know what? You're not going to hold anything over my head. So I personally phoned my landlord and told her what had happened. And I've sent a really long email to, to my letting agents, letting them know about everything that had happened, including my faults and the, the groundskeeper's faults. And I thought, don't you dare hold anything over my head. And I apologize individually. So now, if anybody had to complain to, the, to my landlord, she'll be like, wind your neck. Oh, she actually emailed me back. She said, uh, if anybody complains to me, I'll tell them to wind their necks in because uh, you've personally contacted me and informed me about this. And I was, oh, good. You. Honestly. You're going to hold anything <laughs> over me. So anyway. well, take it. Well, hey, remind <laughs> me not to fuck with you. Um, well, you, you had a an- very... <laughs> huh? <laughs> it's my, my ranting. That's, that's what I've, yeah. I've been doing building in the last couple of bloody days and that's probably oh, what i love it this week is that i've caused shit in my building <laughs> but you know what i hate people like that they like they talk to you and look at you like you just pissed on their kid i so know it's so I, dumb yes, so unnecessary but you have an issue with an awful neighbor as well don't you oh. well, yeah so I'm, I'm all right around here it's very sort of you know community spirit it's very sweet it's in the sticks a bit it's loads of families i mean there's some annoying children that won't shut the fuck up next door but me and alan across the road we we clap for the nhs together and i know it sounds dodgy because i'm saying james i'm just off to clap with alan i'll be back in a minute <laughs> so he thinks that i'm pumping alan um but no um it's lovely around here but when i first i was 24 i lived in hertfordshire i now live in buckinghamshire and i thought i was working in london i said right i had a beyonce moment i was feeling my oats i'm like right this is it so i was like i'm gonna get a studio and live in london um, me and my mum weren't getting on, so it was a bit of a rush decision. And yet, I found a place on probably Craigslist or something dodgy, and um, m- moved in within a week. It was like six hundred quid. It was literally a teeny tiny room with a teeny tiny room next to it, which had a toilet and shower in it, and that was it. But I was fine. Everything was fine. Second day I'd moved in, there was like the whole room was like vibrating, but not in a good way. And then the next. <laughs> because the next door neighbor he was like an italian bloke it was a very john lennon yoko kind of situation it was a really strange italian man with his japanese girlfriend and all they would do all day is play drum and bass music and um smoke shit loads of weed like that sounds great that sounds great but i was working so i had to get up in the morning go to work come back repeat yeah yeah. and it was non-stop it was from 6 a.m till about 8 p.m. Stop for half an hour. 8 p.m. till 6 a.m. I was just, oh, I was exhausted. But you know, even at five foot two, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not scared." Banged on his door. <laughs> Actually, first time I took a bottle of wine round and was like, "Oh, hello, John Lennon. Take this." <laughs> I was like, "This is a peace offering. I am your neighbour. I'm. I will not take shit. I don't like loud noises like that. Don't be inconsiderate. Let's be friends. Hello, Yoko." And left. <laughs> and then, 
it carried on. And I thought, no, that's, that's not cool. And um, yeah, so I, I complained, I complained, I spoke to my landlord, he couldn't give a shit. I complained, I was turning into such a Karen, it was unreal. And I was loving it, but, but actually it was driving me completely crazy. Imagine non-stop drum and bass music, oh, not no. even quiet or, or normal, it was booming. And they'd have house parties and our rooms were next to each other. Like they were, they were tiny, tiny little uh, walls and it was terrible. And then one night um, I just was leaning out my window having a cigarette because I was, I smoked at the time because I was cool. And <laughs> I saw a guy run into the alley, which is behind the building, followed by about four blokes running after him. And I was like, oh, yay, a race. Because I was born and raised in the sticks. Like the only scariest thing that ever happened to me was that my mum's flower pot got stolen. And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Someone nicked her flower pot. That's the only thing that ever Randall, happened. Be in the newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, anyway, so I was watching these guys. I was like, oh, a race. And then it, didn't, it wasn't a race. These guys stabbed him to death. No. Um, it was just so fucking surreal because I was having a cigarette. Come Dine With Me was on. And I was looking out the window watching this guy. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So obviously called the police. And someone else obviously had as well because they turned up within seconds. Everything was cornered off. I was interviewed by a policeman and about what I'd seen. And I think it was that point where I'm like, hmm, I maybe should go home. So I called James and was like, I'm ready to move in together. I wasn't. I'm ready to move in together. Let's do it. Because I was just like, I need to get out. The defining moment was the police had took the war over a murder. You're like, yeah. what? Maybe we should take this to the next level. Yeah. Six years in, I'm married and stuck. Jake, 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 Jake. No, oh, James is a saint, though. I really do. Oh, he's gorgeous. He's my best. He's my best mate. I love him. But um, oh, sorry, was... he's what? What? Oh, no, no, no. You're my best mate, and I love you. He's just a clean one. See, is that how you told me to say it? That was right, wasn't it? Yeah, you did. You did it right. Thank you. Caroline, no, has... never again. Caroline, you've done something really impressive, and I'm so proud of you. Ooh. But you have become a Bombay boss bitch. And I'm so, yeah. so freaking cool. You've oh, started your own you. business. And I really wanted to talk about that on this podcast. Thank um, you. So proud of you. you. You made the decision late last year to start your yeah. own business? It was actually December the 1st. Wow. I started it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the reason I started it was um, I, I'd worked, James owns a business and he's doing really well. It's a payment and recruitment and he's doing really well. And he was like, to work around childcare, nursery, flexible hours, boring, boring, blah, blah, blah. He said, well, just work for me. And I was like, okay. And it wasn't in my sector. My, my history is, you know, my background's marketing, it's social media. It's not Which it's is not what sales. you're good at. Yeah, it's not sales or recruitment. And he was great at that, but I'm not. And I actually thought, oh, fuck being a cliche, you know, working for my husband's business. I, I didn't feel right. I'm all about gut feelings and it yeah. wasn't right. And it was actually independent as well. I think, uh, yeah. And I just thought I, I love doing bits, but working together, living together, it was too much for me. Um, so I said, I remember just one evening, I just said, James, you know what? I'm going to start my own thing. And he was like, well, what? And I wanted something that I could get off the ground quick, that I was good at, and that it was sort of not easy money, but money that I didn't have to wait for, in, like big invoicing and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, well, 
I can't do prostitution. Been there, done that. So, <laughs> not again. <laughs> uh, drugs. I'm not a very subtle person. I'd be a shit drug dealer. I think you're so, too loud. You, you, <laughs> you hear me coming. I want heroin. No. Um, <laughs> no. So I thought actually, I really, really love cleaning, and I, I became a big, big into cleaning when Harry was born because I wanted a flat just sterile and lovely and yeah. a good vibe and and um your home you actually beautifully clean anyway i mean oh, thank you well you actually um were the one that sort of because at, at work your your desk was spotless and no, back me and caroline worked together she's about a thousand years ago so we <laughs> next to one another so we've just created havoc in that office all day so that's why caroline oh, it was is always tidy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was such a nice like you you create such a nice space I think you actually inspired me to to keep my house beautiful and, and I just <laughs> thought I could do this I could absolutely do this and because marketing social media was my background I set up I thought of a good name the little cleaning company I um set up a page Facebook and Instagram and posted now we're lucky where I live it's a uh, everything Wendover so it's I live in Wendover and you can post on our community sort of Facebook page Oh, and then no. people can see it. So I posted in a few local towns. And the thing about Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire is that we don't, um, there's actually not many good available cleaners. Mm -hmm. I've had cleaners before. They've turned up, been amazing for the first day, uh, first time, then the second time. And then their standards have slipped and slipped and slipped. Yeah. I mean, they may as well just like, go, like spit, spit and polish on the, yeah, on yeah, the mirror. Yeah. They're just there for the and cash. Like, yeah. And I think for, thir you know, 15 quid an hour, 20 quid an hour, I expect something good. So I thought there is, you know, there's people nothing want out there. We want someone good, reliable and, and local. So um, yeah. it just took off. And especially, I, I think, think I timed it. It grew Sorry, so quickly that, I mean, I don't think you've even got any spaces for anybody anymore. I mean, it's just. No. Incredible. Yeah. No how, quickly, how quickly you grew and i mean is that is that from word of mouth that it grew that fast or was that from the little facebook page that you put it into and you're well, so you know, I'm, I'm very lucky because <laughs> i think i timed it well because i did it just before christmas and people want their house sparkly for christmas yeah and also my gorgeous gorgeous clients they are um they're, they're like my mum they're a certain <laughs> age they're very middle class they're so lovely and glamorous and they have lots of friends. So yeah. I'll clean someone's beautiful house and then she'll recommend me to her friend who will then recommend me to her friend. So, but then I was doing so much on Instagram and making, you know, really sort of showing that it's not just a, a horrible commercial cleaning company. We had no. a lot of love. And you your, your Instagram page is actually awesome to, to follow as well. Um, if you want to tell the listeners your Instagram page, because oh. also the homes you, you're cleaning are so gorgeous. that. Yeah. It's almost like an interior design website at the same time as, as yeah. I'm so, I'm so lucky. Yeah. So it's at a little underscore, um, cleaning underscore company. And, uh, it is the houses are just gorgeous that I clean and the clients are gorgeous. And I'm just lucky that social media plus word of mouth just threw me out there. I've taken on two employees now. Um, wow. they're fantastic. Um, I've got a girl that wants to work with me after this is done. Cause it's such a great business to sort of say, you know, I can train them up quickly. They'll yeah. work with me. I'll never send someone in alone. And um, yeah, and then it's but you're so out. Cool. And I mean, yeah, it's awesome. years, you know, with with your marketing background, I think you that's sort of you just really you. I love your your social media. Thank you. 
inexperienced person that has no experience with social media sort of take that step? Yeah, well, what, for starting a business or for the social well, media side? I'm talking about in particular in the social media side. Um, yeah. If you would be, what advice would you have for somebody taking starting a business? So I think let's start with the social media side. I mean, what sort of advice could you give a listener that maybe just doesn't have that experience with that social media and has that witty grip to sort of keep people listening to your, to your pages? Uh, I would, good question. I would say what I do is I know what I like to read on social media. So I sort of will tailor to what I'm human. I think that's it. I come across as human on social media. I'm not pushing a product. I'm not pushing my services. I will just come across as human. uh, There's sort of humor attached to it. Good grammar. Come on, people. Good grammar. Don't use you. Use Y-O-U. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> Have a bit of, you know, bit of class. So I think it's just be human. Talk. Like be relatable. Yeah. And also sort of maintain, you know, don't, don't swear on your, your business page. Don't come across as sort of petty or, or rude. Don't ever slag off a client. And make out, even if you're having a really shit day, which I've had. Yeah. Even if you're having a shit day, you want to be in bed tucked up. Um, you know, with a book, yes, pretend, world. yeah, totally pretend that this business, your job right now is the most important thing. And actually, I think once you start pretending that you will believe it. And it, I think the love and passion comes through then on the, on the page. So just be human and be fun with it. Don't, don't be too serious. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. lastly, I mean, as I mentioned, <clears throat> the other thing is, you know, if somebody really wants to take the leap and start their own little small business. I mean, you, you literally just, you woke up one day and went, I'm going to do this and just did it. What advice would you have for somebody that's that sort of just struggling to take that leap of faith? I would say be brave. Like before my first, oh, I got my first it was a, it's just, just, just literally grab your inner child, grab yourself and go, come on, you can do this. Because I remember the night before I was meant to go to my first ever clean on my own to a stranger's house. It was a four hour clean. I was terrified. I had the products. I had the stuff. And I was like, what if I'm shit? What if they're mean? What if they don't like me? There were so many what ifs. And I thought, actually, fuck it. What if I nail this? What yeah. if I'm really good? What if, you know, and I remember making my first bit of money driving home and just like being so happy and elated. Oh, that I, I love it. <laughs> I was so happy. And I was so proud of myself that I was brave enough to, to do it. And then it just, I just, snowballed because I was building confidence and a lot of self-worth so my advice would be be brave what's the worst that could happen I mean yes don't kill anyone but what's the worst <laughs> yeah but that would be bad <laughs> you know. use your jick I mean your bleach right <laughs> <laughs> exactly just be brave just fucking yeah. do it you well, may die you, tomorrow if any of the listeners are in the Hertfordshire area you may be put on a waiting list but you're welcome to yeah Gorgeous little company. It's amazing. I'm so proud of you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's very, very, very cool that you, that you, um, you've taken this leap. I mean, the company's only been open for five months, and it's, yeah. it's rocking. It's a rocking little company. You've got. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, and I mean, two staff under you already under five months is just incredible. So, I mean, oh, thank you. <laughs> but we were uh, talking about Harry. <clears throat> And oh yeah, gorgeous little man, Harry. He yes. um, he did something to your TV this week. He did. So as you know, we are in lockdown. It's been three and a half weeks. 
three weeks it feels like that. well um, I've, I've been under longer because i had coronavirus um yeah I'm, how are you I'm, feeling I'm, by the way i'm fine i'm just I'm definitely a little bit more tired i think it's still taking time and i'm weirdly slightly more emotional and oh, okay it's it's apparently all part of it from being when you're really that ill it's almost like your body sort of takes its time to to almost like it's a bit of PTSD almost. Yeah. Well, I, I said the other day when I called you, I couldn't believe, I, for my head, you're, you're, you're Jamie. I've known you, yeah. I love you so much. I've known you for years. And then it actually hit me once you were sort of on the mend, actually how serious it was. And it was, te- it terrified me. And it really, you saw oh, you phoned so me. Yeah, you, we had the sweetest phone call I've ever had with you. Oh, so sweet. I just, I was just like, I love you so much. I'm leaving James. I'm coming to you now. I mean, if it just took coronavirus for that to happen. <laughs> the hell? Oh God. Yeah, but, um, oh, Harry, sorry, Harry. What was I saying? Um, yeah, so, God, tangent. But, um, he, he, That's the whole gonna... point of this podcast. You can go off with yeah. if you want. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, quarantine for three weeks. Actually going quite well. Quite proud of myself that I haven't thrown him out of a window. Um, joking, <laughs> joking, 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 joking. I'm a good man. <laughs> don't and, hold, um, don't cross your fingers when you say that. <laughs> oh, what? I wasn't. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, and he was he was just being really hissy. He's three end of April. He's just very emotional. Like I get it. Me too. I'm very tantrumy, and he just was. And I was making uh, dinner, and he was like, "Give me a snack." And I was like, no, give me a snack. No, I sort of said, no, you can't have one, dinner. And then he said, oh, I can't remember what it was. He wanted something. I said, no, you got to wait. And then he got arsy. And I was, this was sort of my five o'clock. He'd been up since 5.30 in the morning. And I was a bit like, come on, Done. calm your farm. Um, we're all tired here. <laughs> and then he walked into the living room. Oh, that was it. He wanted me to change his TV program because I'd switched the news on to see what the update was for the coronavirus. And yeah said no I want to watch my program and I was like okay well I want doesn't get no please give me the remote and he was like no 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 and I said I'll get daddy now that's that's my threat so poor James I'm like I used him I'll get daddy (laughs) uh, he's innocently sitting in a study and you just walk in go deal with him (laughs) I do I'm like he's more like you just sort him out um but and then and Harry looked at me and do you know what Mm. he looked at me as if to be like oh fuck you bitch like it was such a, a like a oh watch this kind of look and it was like a slow motion that he just turned and lobbed it towards the tv the remote, uh, the remote. and no. i there was a there was a point you know when you just everything freezes and i thought i could i could throw him at the tv or <laughs> <laughs> i could turn around and just give myself a 10 second break so i turned around gave myself a 10 second break went into the study and just said, James, you're going to have to help me with this because I don't know how to deal with this. Um, because I think if you scream and shout at someone, it sort of goes over the head. You're just going to scare them. You're not, nothing's going to go in. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we dealt with it a different way. So well, I mean, how, how do you, I mean, considering the fact that your son destroyed your television, Oh, completely broke. Didn't work for three days. We've had to spend um, nearly four hundred pounds on a new one. Which, God bless Curry's, um, they yeah. uh, dropped it around yesterday. Um, I'm not one of. The, I'm not the sort of type of mum that would just plonk my child in front of the TV all yeah. day. But 
to have a but TV. Still, I mean, it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a costly appliance within your home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, how do you, James and I like watching films. Yeah. But I mean, how do you discipline your child to something, to such a severity? Because like in my day, we would get a, a smack with a kitchen spoon. I mean, yeah, me too. Just the yeah. way it was. Um, you know, yeah. getting a hiding was literally just far and past of growing up in our day. But these days, you it's frowned upon if you sort of give your kid a little clap over the ear. How do you, it's really hard. How do you discipline yeah. something that severe? It, I, I totally agree with you. Growing up, I got a, I got a, a smack on the ass, and James got one. I mean, like God, my dad would like chase me around the house with a slipper. Um, <laughs> it was that was it. That, that was, was last life. week, Caroline. <laughs> that was last week. I really piss him off. <laughs> you know, but you're right. It's so hard to parent these days and discipline because if you you're not allowed to smack your child, you're not allowed to say you're naughty, you're this. You're not allowed to emotionally say anything or do anything. It's hard. So what we decided to do and what we found is working is, okay, so Jamie, if you, um, if you were naughty, but in the bad way, <laughs> and I shouted at you, uh, screamed at you, hit you, would, or I literally blanked you, didn't look at you, didn't like completely just ignored your existence for a bit, put you on a step in the corner, no one spoke to you, what would probably affect you more? Well, for me, I hate being ignored. I hate it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, if you if you're to if you're to give me a hiding these days, I think it'd be very different to children discipline. <laughs> I think you'd enjoy it. I oh, me too. <laughs> but I think James, I, I really don't. I'm very naughty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really don't, I don't like being ignored. For me, like even with my friends and family, I, I don't I don't like being ignored. Like I'm. Mm quite a needy I mean I'm not needy but I'm also like I also like want your attention when I need it oh oh I'm the same like if I was an animal I'd fucking yeah. be a cat like stroke me and cuddle me and give me all your attention um yeah. and, and, and Harry's, Harry's <laughs> yeah go away when I'm tired leave me alone but um Harry's the same so what we did we um I just said to James like this has just happened help me because he's fucked the tv um so James walked in got his arm firmly put him on the naughty step. We carried on doing what we were doing, went back to the naughty step, told him what he did was just disgraceful. He went up to his room. Then he had to have dinner because like, I'm not going to not give him dinner. He came down and we were just off with him. We didn't speak to him unless we sort of said, eat your dinner. We didn't, you know, and he knew, like he yeah. hated it. He was like, mommy, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Oh. We'd explain to him what he'd done wrong, why he'd done wrong, why were we cross? You know, we weren't just ignoring him and not letting him know. Um, but we were just, usually I'm very cuddly and affectionate with him, but I was just being, um, I kept my boundary a bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to give, I think it's hard because you've got to be consistent. If I'm suddenly like, oh, come here, angel. Oh, mum yeah, loves yeah. you. He'll be like, oh, she's forgiven me. I can do that all the time. So, but is um, it like a time frame? You didn't sort of do this for like seven days and we're like, fuck you, little boy. Like, oh. <laughs> frame where you're like, nine days five. going strong. Nine days going strong. <laughs> no. We, it happened on the Tuesday. <laughs> and, no, um, it happened Tuesday afternoon and by Wednesday morning. But the thing is, we keep reminding him, even now, he knows if he throws a brick on the floor, I say, hey, do you remember what happened with the TV? We don't want to do that again. So, um, oh no, by Wednesday morning, yeah. um, I, can't, I can't ignore him. He's too fucking cute. Yeah, uh, he is. He is. Oh. He's got the problem with him. He's, he's got that like cute factor. So you're like, because oh. he's my child. He's adorable. <laughs> um, no, but it's, I, I, it's hard to discipline. 
Yeah. It is hard because you I mean, do get so much judgment. For someone like me who doesn't have children, I, you know, I do want kids. Uh, yeah. You know, amazing I don't feel like I'm in a hurry for them, but I also at some point have to realize my age and I'm going to run out of time at some point. Um, yeah. But I mean, what made you make that decision to have kids in the first place? I mean, that must be a big enough decision on its own. Yeah, I think, well, because James and I are total narcissists, we wanted a little us. So um, no, no, we didn't. Well, we did. But um, we kind of, we love the idea of having like a little boy or girl that was like 50 me, 50 James. And also, yeah. I've, never, I've always wanted babies. And weirdly, even though the time was not right, we had just bought a house and it was going through. Everything was like going through the process. We were still living at James's mum's. The timing was terrible, but it weirdly felt right, which yeah. is actually terrible advice. Like, definitely wait. <laughs> just <laughs> definitely do it. wait. Don't worry about your sickness. It's so fucked. So fucked. No, just... We probably should have waited, but actually it worked out perfectly. Everything worked I out. I think lovely. it worked out really well. I think the timing of it would be great for yeah, you. Yeah, and I just thought one day, and I remember it, we were both working in London. We were walking home from the train station and James just sort of said, I think we were like, I love you. I love you. No, I love you. No, I love you. That kind of thing. And then James is <laughs> like, I, f- I really feel ready to start a family. And weirdly, I was like, yeah, me too. And it just, like it was. It just happened. It, we weren't even married not that that matters we were engaged yeah. i wanted to wait so it just felt right yeah yeah, yeah. i think the timing was really was really great and i mean you guys are so you i think the good thing as well is that you guys have have been together for so many years that you mm. have a solid relationship it's not like you met on the friday and by the wednesday the following week you're like you know what we oh. should do? oh i know it's weird like because he asked me on my first date when i was 12 we went to see star wars and have pizza and um <laughs> But we went to a pizza hut and yet I ordered spag bog because I thought I was well classy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then best friend since we were 15, he always fancied me. I was like, no. And and then at 22, it clicked that he was such a, like I was totally in love with my best friend and I fancied the pants out of him. So yeah. it's worked, yeah, so 10 years in May, yeah. officially. It's crazy. It's, I know. But I mean, nice. you guys are so cute. So I think... I think having the solid relationship behind it is important as well. It's not like you were suddenly with a complete stranger being like, absolutely. I mean, not that that for, for listeners out there that, that this situation has happened to you. I'm not from yeah. I'm not saying that this is bad. I think any reason for you to start a family is your own and it's your path and your journey and why you've created life. And I mean, fair enough. I mean, I'm not, I'd never judge anybody, especially as a person that's never had children, but I do think for in your particular situation, the fact yeah. that you guys have been together for so long is, is really was was sort of a there wasn't any doubt when you guys made that decision as well which I no and you know what it's been i mean i don't think motherhood's hard, motherhood's not easy but yeah what is the most challenging better. part of motherhood i mean is there one specific thing or is it just sort of like a, a yeah. things that make i think you're actually spot on with what you said like motherhood is not easy however it's james and me being such a good team and best friends has made it easier because he knows when to give me a break and vice versa but I would actually say um something you can never prepare for and you can read all the books I did all the classes I met all the you know the midwives and stuff nothing prepares you for actually how 24 7 constant motherhood is that sounds so silly it sounds so silly no I mean I don't understand it I mean I I've got Thomas who (laughs) sort of like be like bye boy and like leave the house and I can yeah and I don't have to worry about what he's doing whereas yeah. you just be like cheers guys like i'm out of here yeah exactly and <laughs> i mean it's 
And even when he's asleep, mentally I'm still switched on. I'm checking on him in the nighttime. I'm like, I don't think I slept like actual deep, deep sleep since he's been born because even if he's at my dad's, who's, who's amazing, he, you know, he's a great babysitter, he always helps us out. Even if he's there, we're still thinking or talking about him. I hope he's all right. I wonder if he's sleeping. Yeah. I wonder what time he'll wake up. So you don't actually mentally switch off. Um, I mean, considering that, I had 11 hours sleep last night, I mean, we'd live very different lives. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is 11 hours sleep? <laughs> but, but, but then this links in with, like, I do love how constant it is. But, but I mean, the, home, it's obviously very rewarding in the same breath. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think... Then it's this does link in with I didn't know what um unconditional love was, I didn't get it. Like, when you know, when I love serial killers and crime documentaries, so I watch a lot of them. And when the mum's like, Oh, my Nick, oh, he's a good boy, he's a good boy, he killed 24 prostitutes, but he's good. I'm like, What the fuck, Brenda? Like, you're ridiculous. But actually, if how wait. There is a point to this. Bear yeah. with me. Harry uh, hurt someone, killed someone. I'd still love him. And yeah. even when he's acting like a complete knob, yeah. like TV, TV screen. <laughs> I, I still look at him and go, I could just snuggle your face. Like, even though he's so angry. <laughs> so I think that's something which is, is, I can't explain it. I never understood it, but now I understand yeah. it. And also, and how this, one bit of advice that you could give somebody that's expecting and I know like and I think uh, friends of mine always say this to me is that when you're when you're pregnant everybody's got all the advice in the world for you um whether it be right or wrong or when when you have your kids you a lot of that advice sort of falls to the wayside I mean is there one thing in particular that you would say to somebody expecting that you think is quite vital to know yeah I've I've put two things one thing with what I've learned one thing is accept advice say thank you that's brilliant don't follow every advice go with your gut go with what you uh-huh. think does. go with what works for you so like you know um we were told that breastfeeding is absolutely crucial crucial i was fortunate enough to be able to do it and you know and and it actually saved his life because he was rejecting formula a lot of my friends weren't able to do it they felt failures because it had been drummed into them oh, right. that this is you you should be breastfeeding it's Breast is best and all that falls. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would just say march to your own drum. Like, oh, just like take it. Yeah, absolutely accept people's help and advice. But but you're the mum. Make your call, you know, and it will work out. You'll be okay. Just, you yeah. Know. And um, the second thing would be what would be, if you get time to yourself, take it. Practice self-care so much you're you know yes your baby is your world but you're your world you've got to look after you you've got to be be well enough to to actually look after exactly and so many women that i've seen and know and um they they will put their rightly so put their baby first but if you're struggling how's your baby going to benefit you need to put yourself first too and don't like don't ignore hobbies don't ignore things that make you happy just because you've got a baby you're still the same ish person sort of you know so um, you know, that's why I still, you know, hit up the fetish bars every Friday. Like, I'm, not give- <laughs> I'm not giving that up for anyone. So, um, I just think, so continue self-care and love and do what you fucking think is right. 
Oh, I love, thank you so much for that advice. It's very cool. I really appreciate it. Okay. Um, I'm going to move on. Uh, conundrum. I, I think you actually guessed this. I got it right. I had two yeah, guesses. I was really proud of you. So um, I gave you two guesses, which was, um, which was fine because you're my friend. So that's fine. Um, <laughs> what is black when you buy it, red when you use it, and gray when you throw it away? And the answer was charcoal. So for those of you, right, well done. Uh, this week's conundrum is what tastes better than it smells? What tastes mm. smells? Um, so if you guys want to submit your That's article, good one. my social media for my podcast is um, on Facebook. It's just James podcast. And on Instagram, it's just James podcast, which is just underscore James underscore podcast. So if you want to just DM me your answers and I will give you a shout out on the, uh, on my Instagram, uh, <clears throat> sorry, on my next week's podcast from the Instagram. And I just thank again, I've had so many people sending me photos of some of the things that you guys have been doing from the advice I've been giving on the last two podcasts on ways to stay busy in quarantine. So I really appreciate everybody trying and everybody giving some, some advice. Um, if you guys want to send things that are working with your families that you're doing in isolation that are working, please submit them to me and I will, um, I'll talk about it next week's podcast for you guys. Um, so talking about the review of the day, um, me and Caroline had a little chat um, before this uh, podcast on, on sort of what we would maybe look at reviewing. Cause I always like, you know, giving everybody a shout out that's doing really well. And of course we have to, a shout out to your business um the little yes <laughs> yes go please go follow the little cleaning company we're based in buckinghamshire um we cover bucks and hearts and that's the uk, and, um, buckinghamshire, the UK. yeah and we're on um instagram and facebook not not twitter yet I'm, I've, I've never got into twitter um I, but, but i i was on twitter um hmm. quite i had about 2500 followers on my twitter page i remember yeah but i found it was actually a New Year's resolution, probably two, maybe two years ago. And mm. I found that I was, I'd started doing is that I had a really good following behind my Twitter. Yeah. But using it for evil, if that makes sense. I was, I, I found that my Twitter was becoming a place to complain about shitty service. And because right. of following, I had a, I had a, I had a, um, a platform where there were a lot of people that could actually see my complaints. And I found myself, instead of using my social media for good, which is where I feel it should be, I was using yeah. it for evil. And I made the decision to cut the negativity out and to reduce negativity in my life. Good for you. For me to do was to actually delete that Twitter page. Um, and I actually, I had really bad social media withdrawals from it because I used it so frequently as my like go-to, this is shit service. That yeah. When I looked at my Twitter page, it was just negativity. And yeah, good for you. That's brilliant. That's like a little yeah. detox. That's good. Yeah. So I detox myself off Twitter and I've, and I've never actually gotten back onto it. Um, I th maybe out of fear that I would sort of, you know, go back, go back to my lair and. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> so. <laughs> no, do you know what? I get it. I never, I never really liked Twitter. I used it for work. But with Facebook and Instagram, like oh, I'm such an Insta whore. Like I, I live on my Instagram. Oh, and I'm unfortunately, and I've said this on so many podcasts now, is that I'm completely obsessed with TikTok. So I, I spend. I'm getting into it. Brilliant. 
I'm loving it so much. You you actually put a really funny one up the other day, trying to do, trying to do a dance with your husband. That's really funny. On a bit of weight in quarantine, poor lad couldn't hold me. <laughs> he did not have the time weight. of his life. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a really slim girl, so the fact that, that he couldn't hold you up is even funnier than anything else. <laughs> oh, the thing is, the thing is, I didn't jump for him to catch like whatnot yeah. and dirty dancing. I just bulldozed him, rugby style. <laughs> Yes, you should. Oh, everyone should check. Everyone should follow my Instagram um, on from the little cleaning company. That would be so nice. I'd love to get some new followers and say oh, hi. Oh, that'd be great. I hope you do. And um, you have got a really talented sister. I Why do. You so about her a little bit and her little business, if that's all right. And we maybe should yeah. hopefully come on my podcast and have a little little bit of a further talk with me. Um, yeah, she'd love that. Give her a shout out. T- tell us about your sister's little business. Yeah, so um, my big sister, I'm 31, I'm like my big sister, um, I'm the young <laughs> one, no, um, so Lizzie um, is, does a, a Lizzie Martell illustration and she's always been amazing, uh, art, drawing, watercolours, she's very creative um, and she started this business years ago, changed names and now it's absolutely booming, she does children's illustrations uh, of animals, ABCs, they are absolutely exquisite. They're beautiful. I've actually oh, seen some of them. They are, and I think there would be a beautiful gift idea as well. If you've got somebody that's maybe having a new yeah. baby and wants like a little bit of artwork for their. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she does so many for Harry when he was born. Um, she does. Uh, there's a beautiful big ABC print in his room. Um, but she's on Etsy. She's just launched her new website. Um, she's on Facebook and Instagram, not Twitter. Um, and it's Lizzie Martell, and that's M A R T E double L. Um, illustrations and she's fabulous she has gorgeous tutorials on how to draw things and they're perfect for for kids as well to sort of follow the tutorials and adults so um well I'd I'd really love to have her on one of my podcasts if she wants to you would love that she would be well up for that absolutely yeah so if you guys want to sort of google her and have a look um and of course when she comes on I'll get her to give all of her website and twitter yes here as well um so yeah so that's um that's definitely things that you're looking at. But you, um, on social media, while we're on this subject as well, is that you have a really cool um, company, that, or I don't know if it's a company, called The Selfish Mother. What is that? Yeah, so it's, um, she's one of my favourite, um, Molly uh, is the lady that sort of started it. She's one of my favourite people on Instagram because she's just so cool, like effortlessly cool, not like me that has to kind of try. <laughs> <laughs> like you know where's my cat backwards and stuff the cool, she, mom. the cool mom i'm not a regular mom <laughs> Come on. but she's just awesome she loves this business and it's like you can get big jumpers with like mama on it and all this stuff and it's it is the audience is mothers parents of course um, yeah. but i mean i think this podcast is sort of based at like motherhood yeah yeah and she's just cool she's the mum of three I don't know how she does it she manages date nights but her life is very real on Instagram she's not there looking completely flawless she's not there you know going look how beautiful and tidy my house is or this is easy she's just very honest and to me she's an inspiration I love women that can just sort of be very honest about life and go yeah kids is wonderful but they're hard yeah having a business it's wonderful it's hard so it's nice for me to go that's where I want to that's the sort of you know direction I want to go in so um I think she's brilliant so selfish mother yeah and where, where would you find her she's sort of on Facebook Twitter uh, um I, 
think she is on Facebook, but I, I follow her on Instagram because she makes fantastic um, like stories. So oh, Instagram. Great. Well, I'll check her. I mean, I don't have kids, but I'll check her out as well. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. So I've got to go. Oh, I'm trying to sort out my permit for my for where I live. I live um, I live really close to the train station, um, and because of that, within the UK, parking is always quite limited anyway. Um, but living close to the train stations, a lot of people get really cheeky and they try and park, and then obviously the train into London and stuff like that. So I got one. Yes, I got one the other day by parking at the train station. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I'm trying to. Um, I'm yeah. trying my permit but they've changed you used to get like a little piece of paper in your window and then the yeah the permit guys will pass and they read the number and then they know you've got a permit or whatever it is um and mine's expiring coming up shortly um oh, no. they've sort of they're doing this at a time where there's so many people on on furlough leave that because yeah. I, I have a company car it's not it's not owned by myself it's owned by the company that i work for privilege of driving it for for private and commercial use um but of course i have to now because they're changing it from the little piece of paper to uh, a, a e-ticket or whatever it is i don't know what they call it yeah i have to now get proof again of my residency which is easily done i've got you know i've got councillors and um you know proof of of my mm. um of my um what's the word i'm looking for uh, to Livia, Willie, contract, oh. contract. But now, of course, I need proof. I can't. I don't have proof of the of the car ownership because it's not my car. And I also need a letter oh. from the company to state that I'm allowed to drive this car. Then, but I can't get this information because everybody's on furlough leave at the moment. Oh, that's such <laughs> so a boring. Trying to resolve this issue, and then above that, I have to now pay 130 pounds to park at my own house for six months. Oh. So I'm trying to resolve all of this. So this will oh, be the best. Oh my god, it's crazy! So <laughs> all this as we speak. Um, so that's going to be pretty much the the hassle of my my afternoon. I don't know what you're going to be doing for the rest of today. Well, I gave Harry his birthday present two weeks early this morning because I just thought, <laughs> fucking hell, I need help entertaining him. So he's got he's just scooting around the house into into the walls at the minute. So I'm going to take him for a whiz around the block because we're allowed our hours exercise. Yes. Um, and then uh, panic, head in the oven, not sure yet, not sure, yeah, not sure. Not sure, not sure, feel pretty, not sure. might delete later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've given him his birthday present, what are you going to give him for his birthday? Oh, I bought, <laughs> I bought him some like weird water things which you put in the bath, so he's going to be open and be like, wow, cheers, thanks for the pipes, like, what? So, um. <laughs> But do you know what, babe? He's like three. He's like, here's the old remote to the old TV. <laughs> yeah. Actually, his TV, our new TV can be his bloody birthday present. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. But do you know what? He's three. He's just discovered where his nose is. Like, whatever. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, give him the box. Give him a box and be like, here you go, boy. <laughs> yeah. <Enjoy> <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> Isn't that what cats like as well? The box. <laughs> Oh, it's it's a good time. It's fun to he's fun to live with. Oh, well, Caroline, thank you so much for being on my podcast this week. I really appreciate it. It is no, thank you. Have you on here? As I mentioned at the very beginning, you've always been the one guest that I've really looked forward to, and you are welcome oh. here anytime you want to come. Oh, thank you so I'm much. Said to 
to Caroline that if she ever wanted to become a permanent partner in my podcast, she is more awesome. So you, um, you're the OG. You are, you've got teeth to this podcast whenever you want to join. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and you know what? Look, I put a bra on for you. The first time in four weeks, I'm wearing makeup. I've got knickers on. I've got a bra on. I'm feeling good. So and honestly, I give you three minutes after this podcast to take it all off. <laughs> But we're going to stay on chat, so you can watch. Well, uh, yeah, um, this, um, it's a bit of a cloudy day here, so I think I'll go. I'll go out for my hour of exercise early. I think because yeah. it's still morning for us. Um, we, we were recording this a little bit earlier. Um, then I'll come back in and sort of maybe have a bit of a movie afternoon. I think it's going to be. Oh, that sounds. So, oh, shut yeah. up. That sounds so nice. But guys, I'm going to watch bloody Paw Patrol. Awful. <laughs> But Jamie, thank you so, I mean, so much for having me. I've loved it. Welcome. You're always welcome. And then for everybody else out there, um, if you can't do great things, do small things in a great way. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a great afternoon. Um, goodbye. <laughs>